It's the Pacific Rim Pro Wrestling Podcast. The podcast that takes you from Seattle to Tokyo and all points in between in wrestling history. We head from Seattle, Washington, all the way over to Tokyo, Japan. And Japan's leading author, historian, and pro wrestling journalist. Everybody loves him, just like the acclaimed. Fumi Saito, how are you? Hello from Tokyo. I should say good morning from Tokyo. That's right. It's uh, early morning for you. It's afternoon for me. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. Yeah, it's my early Monday morning. There we go. Ready to take on the week. Yeah. Hey. Um, we, we got a lot to cover today. We got to talk about the historic crossover. Right. The title, you know, name of the show was historic, that the crossover it, it just had all the definition, every meaning of the word, uh, it was there. Historic crossover. Wow, that was historic crossover. That's the thing. I mean, a lot of times there's hyperbole in wrestling, but this was historic. Yeah, I think so. Of course, the wrestling titles, the the event title, the name of the show, that uh, Monica, pretty exaggerated. But I humbly would, you know, will call this historical crossover and there's a reason for it we'll go over that and uh, most of the times in any business um, two companies although they are the parent company is the same Bushy Road you know that's why it, it took place but uh, when uh, two companies don't have to be wrestling business but when two company um, like uh, collaborate you know work together you have to create the win-win formula you, know, you you have to have win-win situation, right? Right. You know, for any business, yeah, and benefit. You know, you know, each company and all party involved benefit from it, and it did. I and definitely think it did. New Japan, yeah. Well, New Japan, you know, and I know that New Japan have this very loyal fan base of, you know, the the big, um, you know, number of wrestling fans that only watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, and Stardom. The loyal fan base, we call it Stardom World. So New Japan, NJPW World was the, you know, the, the streaming service and the TV and the big show and all the calendar year events. New Japan fans, New Japan World is very loyal. So is Stardom's fan base, very loyal. And lots of New Japan fans, the live crowd audience out in you know, the last night have heard about Stardom and and then, and then know the fact that the stardom is the biggest women's company but they still like a big number of new japan loyal fan base still haven't got around to go to their stardom's live card yet and they will go start going stardom show after last night i would think so uh we'll go over that yeah stardom's loyal fan base Lots of fans overlap, of course, you know, like serious fans. You go to all the major companies, all the, in the big shows and all that. But the Stardom's fan base, especially very loyal to Stardom's roster, and, you know, Stardom's calendar year. But uh, I believe Stardom fan will start attending New Japan shows, the win-win. Number, that's the first thing about win-win situation. That's a formula. You know, my impression, my, my impression uh, overall was that the show, with the exception of maybe one or two matches, the the outcomes didn't matter. Not that the matches didn't build an outcome and they were exciting, but it was more about the historic context of the show and the performances. That was kind of my impression. How about yeah, you? And then everybody who were, everybody who was important, they brought their A game. Right. Yeah. And even and so, nine he, matches, you know, nine matches show, right? Nine match show. Right. They actually, they only had intergender uh, cross promotion matches. Three of them, only three matches. Well, you know, you keep you the know, gimmick strong, I guess. And all packed into like a fourth match and fifth match and sixth match. You know, intergender match, intergender match, intergender tag match, fourth match, fifth match, sixth match. Then they give you intermission. Then they make you ready for the, you know, like a second half of the show that are even more important, right? 
give you a little rest, a little cleansing of the wrestling palate. Yeah, everything was so carefully laid out and well-paced and well-produced. You know, I was already impressed by the dark matches. You know, they, the show started six, uh, the, the 16 hour, that's a four o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, but the dark match started three o'clock. Right. And uh, the first dark match had all the future New Japan talent. Right. Oh my gosh. You know, that uh, Noge New Japan Dojo against LA Dojo, that eight man tag team, but they showcased, you know, the international talent. L.A. Dojo, Kevin Knight, the Gabriel Kidd, the Alex Coughlin, and Clark Connors. And that made me feel like Clark Connors can take Jay White's place. Clark you Connors know? is from where I live. He's li- yeah. he, just nearby, yeah. Snohomish. Or, uh, yeah, yeah he's Sammamish. In, in, in uh, body and physique-wise, that he's, in, he's still in New Japan division. But he's a type of wrestler that the, he, he will elevate into... The heavyweight division. Okay, yeah, I know. I've seen him a few times, talked to him a few times. He's a really bright guy. I think he'll he'll do well. Yeah, and then also he already graduated from Young Lion status. He has his own costume and long hair, and he's a good-looking guy. And yeah. He, I mean, he really um, good talent. It's like, wow. Well, Kevin Knight, you know, now, you know, he was yelling at Kevin, this is some hungry Young Lion right here, man. It's just he throws drop kicks higher than Okada's, you know? Yeah. So Kevin Knight, Gabriel Kidd, Alex Coggin, and Clark Connors worked dark match against Oscar Loive, the debuting talent, Kamara, um, Badlock Fale's, you know, dojo, and, and he, this guy's like 6'8", and of course, losing end of the match. But uh, Oscar Loive, that uh, Yuto Nakajima, Yohei Oiwa, that the Kosei Fujita, all, all young lion with young lion costume, but every single one of them would be stars someday. Yeah. Not someday, but uh, in in this, you know, like wrestling cycle, you know, a lot quicker now, so say two-year time, they'll be all stars. I was you know, impressed. You know, it's like so you... showcase that. It's interesting. Sometimes you'll see a young talent, and you'll go, yeah, maybe. They seem to have some tools. If... You know, the cards fall in the right place, they'll succeed. But then, like you said, you look at all those people in that opening match, and you're going to go, chances are very, very good. They're all going to make it. Oh, oh they're all going to be. Because they're yeah. already, already talented. It shows it. Yeah. And uh, it, it also shows you how thick New Japan rosters are. And how, match, how right? good the, the teachings are. Yeah, and then Dark March number two was Stardom Rumble. Uh, 15 wrestlers who were not on the main card, but the all Stardom talent, all 15 of them, is showcased. Right. These, these women are talented, and they really showcased, you know, the future of Stardom right there. And uh, it was a very, very clever two dark matches to start the show. And warm up the crowd too, right? Right. And it was Mirai yeah. who won the uh, the Rambo, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Mirai means future in Japanese word. Well, that's yeah, very appropriate, isn't future. it? Yeah, yeah. And not just the Mirai, but uh, uh, Ami Sorei and the, you know, fifteen-year-old twin Hina and Rina, and her old sister Hanan, and Hazuki's there, Koguma's there, Ruaka's there, and. Uh, there's like, wow, aren't these women not, not in the you know, main lineup tonight? They are pretty talented already. It's a lot of depth. It's very interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Deep yeah. depth. Yeah. So I believe these two dark matches showcased the depth of talent, you know, for, for one thing. And we really warmed up the crowd because we are going to see something special tonight. Yeah. So, yeah, Kevin Knight, uh, Gabriel Kidd, Alex Coughlin, and Clark Connors, they are all talented. I was impressed. Well, you get the Fumi Saito stamp of <laughs> approval. That's that's something. Uh, what's the opening match? Connors oh. will be superstar. Kevin I agree. Knight will be superstar. I agree. Yeah. 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 
And also, they are going to be in these upcoming tag team tournament, both of them. Right. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. Be a good experience for them. Kevin Knight and Kush yeah, Kevin Knight Kushida is pretty much favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of junior, super junior tag team tournament. Although I believe that the number one favorite for the junior heavyweight super junior tag team tournament being Leo Rush and Yo. Yeah. I'll get to that. Yeah. And oh. then the first match starts. Right. And uh, everything carefully laid out and well-paced and well-produced, I said, right? That the New Japan match, startup match, then the intergender three tag team matches, then give you uh, intermission. Then then uh, you have this uh, lost, lost single 10-man tag team, so it's kind of busy. But uh, it, it really established the new, new members of your, not so familiar, you know, but the United Empire becoming your... You know, you're today's bullet club. A lot of guys. Yeah, it pretty much is. You're right. Well, should we go through all? Should we go through all the matches, or? Oh, we can spend more time and less time on others. I mean, this opening match, it was you know it was fun, but I mean it was chaos defeating House of Torture. We don't need to spend, you know that that match. Yeah, because yeah, you'd seen Evil and yeah. Zero and Show and Dick Togo thing and and. The match outcome is somewhat um, predictable, right. but uh, it really established Leo Rush is New Japan guy now. Right. Yeah, that, I mean, there's... And the tag team was, yeah, and they named the tag team uh, Leo, you know, Leo Rush and Leo. So Leo is oh. their tag team name. And it is established. And also that uh, everything's well produced, that play-by-play uh, -play, uh, announce, Japanese announcer, and I... I uh, announced during the match that uh, uh, Tomohiro Ishii will be Chris Jericho's ROH titles, world titles, next challenger. Yeah, that's something, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah that's something. But also, Chris Jericho himself pointed out that, that uh, Ishii, I want him to be my you know, next challenger. And actually, they go back all the way to Tenru's WAR. Right. Yeah, so they have history. You know, they're both undercard guys. You know, Chris Jericho, Lionheart, and, you know, Tomohiro Ishii, pretty much, you know, not, they don't call it Young Lion, but the Ten Roos boy, you know, like a second match guy. They, right. they have history. So it's it's very interesting, you know. So, so that's a complete New Japan eight mentality. The second match, no intergender, but you have stardom tag team match, you know, at the, Saya, you know, Kamitani and Lady C against Himeka, Sakura, uh, and Tekla, they really showcase to the New Japan audience what these women can do. You know, it's like, because a lot of times you cheer and you know, loud cheer and do certain things, but this was clapping, you know, like a certain spot. People start clapping like, well, things they've never seen. So obviously these audience haven't seen Stardom wrestlers. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They go, ooh, wow, ooh, great. Or the chair, 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 right? But they had this spontaneous clapping in the middle of the match because what they were doing was so impressive, right? Well, I mean, shoot, when you've got Azumi in a match. Azumi? Sayakamatami. She's only 20, but she's been doing that for nine years. Right. She's probably the most experienced in, the car, in, the, in this match. Mm -hmm. And then you got Thekla. I mean, the first time oh, you God. see Thekla, skinny Bray Wyatt. It's mind blowing. So yeah, yeah. And uh, and Kami, you Kamitani obviously will be a breakout star. Yeah, pretty much is. Yeah. So that was like showcasing New Japan it would, you know junior heavyweight and and uh, you know the, the House of Torture. But the, those are the stars roster of New Japan. And second match, Stardom starts six-man tag team match. Then intergender starts with Shuri and Tom Lauder and Julia and Zack Sabre Jr. They really paired these male and female wrestlers very carefully uh, to complement each other. Julia and Zack Sabre Jr. work very well together. And, and Shuri, Tom Lauder, they both have MMA background that really complement each other's style. And they were like, they were there it was meant to be or something. It looked that way. You know, this match on paper yeah. looked great. Yeah. And yeah. 
I don't know. This, at the very least, it was every bit as good on paper as it was in person, if not better. I think it was probably better. It was great. Yeah, yeah. But kind of busy, right? Because they rushed things a little bit, you know? Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And also they hinted, well, they already announced it, but uh, Stardom has this December 29th, Sumo Palace, their own big show. The, the main event will be Shuri against Julia, single match, that the World of Stardom title match. So the, the, the champion and challenger in the same ring. So it is established the theme. It's a big match. Yeah, I, th I think so, yeah. And then and, and, and they were saying, this is a historical cross, you know, crossroad, crossover. And, uh, it, right, it meant every sense of the word. I thought it was cool that Tom Lawler, in his own way, kind of tried yeah. to match Siri's outfit. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, that the Gazai logo yeah. on his butt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he had yeah. kind of the hood when he came out. Um, that was fun. Um, Tom Lawler lost, which was to be expected, pinned by Zack Sabre Jr., but it does not hurt him in the least. Uh -uh. I mean, he's in there no, no, with three it's other it's big stars. Crush, you know, roll over, roll over. Either, either guy can get one, two, three. So it was good. But it also spotlights him because Siri's a big star. Zack Sabre Jr. is a big star. Julie is a really big star. Um, yeah. To be in the ring in with three yeah. others. Tom Lawler, it looks like a stop package now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? Uh, you know, Tom does stuff on this website. You probably know that. What do you think? Uh -huh. How much farther can he go in New Japan? Oh, what, what, what was the message or what, what was the point of that? Well, I mean, what do you think as far as Tom Lawler's upside in New Japan? Ah, uh, he will fit right in. Yeah, which he already did. You know, he was in G1 Climax this year. And uh, there's a long, you know, single tournament that uh, people have chance to see a lot of his stuff in single match situations. So I think he's, Already, people look at Tom Lawler as New Japan roster. That's great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. No. This, uh, that's the first. Uh, okay, that's the first intergender. They call it in a mixed tag team, but the, in today's you know language, in today's you know the age of equality and equity, and uh, I think intergender tag team match would have been a little bit better. But the, 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 they call it mixed mixed tag team. Match. That's fine. And the next one was an eight man tag, eight, eight mixed. Tag team match. Eight person tag team match. Eight person tag team match, and it was very interesting. Again, it had to be Tai Chi to be teaming with not you know Tom Nakano and Natsupoi. They really complement each other. You know, like they flirt. You know what I'm saying? Right, and they had the masks. <laughs> they had the Tai Chi masks on. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also this. Today's Oedo Tai, you know, Starlight Kid and Momo Watanabe and Desperado and Doink. I'm not, I'm not the Doink, the, the, the Doki. That uh, Desperado had half mask. Do you remember like a, you know, Super Dolphin days, you know, when you have in the match against Liger? Half of your, right half and second half of your mask, they have somebody who you respect so much that... The, Starlight Kid had one half of her mask as Desperado design, and Desperado had half of his face as Starlight Kid, you know, design. And everybody had purple and black in, in that, so it's like they looked like cartet. You know? uh, yeah, look cool. Yeah, so those, you know, the visual communication and the colors, those are pretty important, you know. Like they looked like a regular unit. Like they made it look like they always work together all the time. They don't, though, you know, but uh, it was a very, very smart way to, you know, establish their relationship and they can work as a team next time they do this. Does that make sense? Yeah. And who won the match? Uh, it was Tai Chi pinning Doki. Yeah, who's, you know, that, uh, with Black Mephisto, you know, that. Uh, Black Mephisto. 
Go Diego, Diego. Yeah. I forget those names of the story. It's eight yeah. in the morning. You're fine. It's okay. Don't worry about it. That's what I'm here yeah. for. Black Mephisto. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, but they have similar moves and they have special name for everything. I know. It drives me yeah. crazy when it's hard for this old guy to do. You know, remember all that. There's got to be a rule that you get to pick yeah. three moves that you can change the names, and that's it. You don't get to yeah. do a whole arsenal of moves that you change the names for. But I don't control all of wrestling. You get bigger as a star, that'll become your name. You know, it's exactly. It's sweet, sweet music. Right. Until then, yeah. you call it a DDT. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah, but the TV announcer will be calling a certain name, so it'll stick. Yeah. Of course. Then third intergender tag team match. This time, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Utami Hayashishita, right? If Tanahashi is to team up with anybody from Stardom, he had to be Utami. And if Utami is to tag, you know, tag with anybody from New Japan, it had to be Tanahashi. It, they look just right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. And also, Goto and Micah, oh my gosh, they work like, they look like regular tag team. He's like samurai and samurai wife. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like a, you know, like a like a samurai castle in you know from what the ancient 1400s or something. That Micah dressed like that, and Hiroki Goto dressed like samurai. It's like, whoa, never noticed it, but they really well produced. They came out like a tag team. So did Tanahashi and and Utami. You know. Uh, that uh, brought the rose, you know, Utami brought the rose, you know, then uh, giving to Tanahashi. At the end of the match, you, of course, you do the air guitar session, and uh, just like Tanahashi does, Utami did this air guitar rock and roll, you know, routine for the first time. It looked just fine. You know, just, wow. It's well-paced, well-produced, and stories being told, and, oh, my gosh, it looks good. Yeah, Utami got the pin, which... It's probably important for people to, like you say, are being exposed to stardom. She's right up there with. Yeah. Uh, right now, champion is Shuri, and number one contender is Julia, and uh, later on, IWGP Women's Champion Kairi, and uh, Iwatani is up there, but also Utami Hayashista is in that part. Yeah. yeah, she's a monster. Yeah, and then the wrestler is wrestler, like, you know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. Yeah, so main event class tag team in. Tanahashi and Utami Hayashista together, they looked like team. They worked well. They complemented each other's character. Well-paced, well-produced, well-booked, I should say. I like the idea of Utami playing air guitar because sometimes she can be very serious, very stoic, all business. And During it's the good. match. During the match. Yeah, yeah. Nonsense. Then afterwards, let her have a little fun, show a little different side. She can be friendly. Yeah, it's cool. Like that it. makes great baby faces, don't you think? Exactly. Yeah. And also, see, a lot of people said a lot of things about, or including myself, a lot of people said a lot of things about this, you know, uh, intergender tag team match and New Japan and stardom working and you know, working together and is that going to work or not going to work or what does IWGP women's title mean and all these things. But th- these wrestlers last night, they look like they're having a great time themselves. Yeah. Of course the audience will have a good time. They all looked they like they were having a great time. They looked like they were loose. They looked like they were at the same time focused. Um yeah, you know, all bringing focused. their A game, having fun. Mm-hmm. But they also understood, I think all of them did, the importance of of what yeah. they were doing and what they needed to accomplish in all the intergender matches, I thought. Hit it out of the park. Yeah, like Utami doing Sling Blade and all yeah. these things. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, of course. Just brilliant. Yeah, and then Tanahashi, the total, you know, just the favorite, complete babyface guy, he's not going to hit a woman, right? So women hit Tanahashi first. Then later on during the match, Tanahashi finally hit Micah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it was very interesting, well paced and well produced right there. No, it's genius. And also, Utami and Mike are both uh, with a strong judo background. Yeah, so they 
they yeah they really you know work together real well yeah and Micah suplex Tanahashi too it was interesting yeah yeah um kudos to Tanahashi for doing that yeah I mean he's yeah, a legend so, yeah. so 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 it was like wow so that the uh, rule that the intergender tag team match rule says that no contact you know no contact between female you know, competitor and male competitor, that means it will happen, you know. But it, it almost happened naturally, it had to. And uh, what they did was really good. But they, yeah, it didn't overplay it. Everything was important and had meaning and impact. Oh, no, they didn't do, they didn't do it just for heck of it, but it right. was a moment that, uh, is he going to hit a woman or is a woman going to hit Tanahashi or vice versa? And finally did, you know. The timing was great. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought the Utami's sling blade was pretty good too. Yeah. Well, she's, you know, she's been an athlete pretty much from day one. So, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And the size. Yeah. You know, not a small woman. You know, no. Very good size. Convincing, you know, wrestler. Wrestler. Also, well, it's Micah. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it was great pairings. They really. Like you said, pairing is what I'm saying. Yeah, they, Tanahashi and Utami, and so was Hiroki Goto and Micah. Yeah. yeah, just like Julia and Zack Sabre Jr. and Shuri and Tom Lawler, it just had to be these two. You know, pairing yeah, was great. We'll talk about that. Let's get to the matches. I have some questions. We're done. Yeah, but yeah. I want to so wait. There were three intergender, interpromotional, uh, three tag matches. You know, tag team matches. The fourth, fifth, and sixth. They just put it together in a, in a certain place. Then they give you intermission. Then they, uh, there's like another 10-man tag team, you know, Naito's guys against United Kingdom guys. 10-man tag team, pretty busy, but it was to establish, um, like, Gideon Gray as his talking guy. Not a good wrestler, so he, he get beat, but uh, established, because the rest of the night, he did the ring announcing, too. Right. Then you have TJP, the Francis Akira, the... Kyle Fletcher, that the, the Mark Davis, I mean, relatively unknown, but they all had matching green silver costume, and it, it really established the fact that the, the United Empire unit, the faction, is like growing. How many guys are there? You know, and then they came back for Will Ospreay's title match, too. So it's a, it's a good group, guys. That uh, it'll be like kind of like your bullet club, right? Yeah, they're getting hot. You can tell that it's heating up. Yeah. And it also, during the match, it established that the TJP and the Francis Scott is pretty good favorite for this Super Junior Tag Team Tournament. Yeah. Interesting. Again, in the first opening match, they established Leo Rush and Yo will be the uh, almost number one team you know, on this Super Junior Tag Team Tournament. So this is like, they remind people that this guy's guy going to be on the upcoming tag team tournament. Wow, these guys are good, right? And, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, junior heavyweight division, TJP and Francis Kakia, very, very talented. And Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis, pretty new, but they can be something, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And Fletcher um, is young and kind of not so big, but he still have already have eight-year experience, and they, they called them, those two pairs, Aussie Open, like your Australian rugby. And it's kind of like British guy and, and, and Australian guy and Japanese guy, therefore that the United Empire, right? So it's very interesting naming. And uh, yeah, this team, this unit, this faction is here to stay, I think. Yeah, no, Aussie Open has looked great. This year, they've made yeah, yeah. an impression in New Japan yeah, strong. Yeah. So then Naito's and Shingo Takagi and Sanada and Hiromu Takahashi and Bushi were all there to put them over, sort of. Yeah. No, they've had a big year. Pin Bushi. So, yeah. So it was like, that was the match for the United Empire and you guys. And you just, people look at them differently today. And the next okay. match. Yeah. Then seventh match today. Oh, this is a great Muta match. 
great muta match, you know, great muta and Katsushika Okada tagging, tag and you, throw, you, know, you put, you know, Toru Yano in it, you know, like to soft things up a little bit, you know, but you have great Okan and Jeff Cobb and Aaron Hanare was a designated guy, you know, to be beat, I guess. But uh, great, Muta gave Shining Wizard to Hanare, and to finish the match, Okada gave his signature Rainmaker to finish things up, you know? And they teased great Muta, and Okada were going to shake hand, Muta didn't. So that was great Muta's very last match with New Japan Pro Wrestling. No. Perfect place to put. And also, Okada, uh, number one single match guy, right? But they didn't have title. You know, see, Okada uh, is not involved in any single title match last night. There was a place for him, Okada, you know, to be in there. And the tagging was great. Musa's interesting. But uh, they kept the match pretty short. Right. And then don't forget there was that missed spot in the match with the mist with Great Okan and Jeff Cobb and Muda. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the great Khan was going to come back with his own mist and misses it. And yeah. great Muta had a red, you know, red mist instead of green mist. And uh, yeah, they did so well. So it was like almost like a bonus match because great Muta is not involved in intergender or interpromotional match. In, in, but the great Muta himself, that it was his last New Japan match before his, before his final retirement. So it was good to have, but it was almost like a bonus track of the album. In Japan, what yeah. company is yeah. the Great Muda most associated with? New Japan. New Japan. But then again, see, Great Muta, New Japan, and Old Japan, and right. WCW, and, and the Pro Wrestling North, or if you forget, you know, Wrestle One or something that. The, Great Muta is much like Ric Flair, that wherever he went, he was a main event and he was a champion. So, yeah, associated with New Japan, basically. You think more? He's got, you, know, you think more? But more. he went places. Right. I was but just curious, because, I mean, he's done everything. I could only compare him with, like, Ric Flair, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's like Ric Flair's, you know, age when he was in the last run, you know? He's, you know I mean? He transcends. Any company, but I was just curious. I figured it was New yeah, Japan. Just being great Muta, yeah. he does his thing. Not exactly New Japan style or not exactly Pro Wrestling Noah style or Old Japan style for that matter. But the Keiji Muto or Great Muta, he does his match. You know, I think you said it perfectly. The, the atmosphere. Yeah, to make the whole environment into his world. That kind of wrestler. The Great Muta, he does his thing. You nailed it. Yeah, yeah. So that was, the match was short. He came in as a six-man tag team situation. He only came in maybe three times. But he did what he had to do and pretty much wrapped it up, you know. And he didn't even have the finish that uh, let Okada beat, you know, the, another guy. And then it was Okada in the ring at the end that you know, he beat the guy. And Great Muta's last match, but he left the ring first. Then two title matches come. You know, it was very interesting. You would think, well, it was another thing that's a test of the time, like men's company and female and women's company that, you know, it's like almost like a WrestleMania thing and that the WrestleMania you and I attended together three years ago, that it was women's match that got the main event, right? Right. It's sort of like a Becky Lynch type of history. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So it's like IWGP Women's title, IWGP US Heavyweight title, and there's no reason it had to be men's title match. It's tonight is the night to, to you know determine you the first ever IWGP Women's title, uh, you know, to be born, you know, in, in Kyrie's world. That the life is, you know, new life is put into this belt. And then, and then uh, so women's IWGP title match should be in the main event. And they did it so smart, though, because if there were two title switches, or I mean, like a, two new champions, I'm saying that if, if Shota Umino beat Will Ospreay to become IWGP US Heavyweight Champion, and uh, Kyrie is the first round IWGP Women's Champion, 
I was thinking, you know, like back in the days, the day that I was working magazines, you go back to the magazines, you know, the editing room, and we have to have big meeting, you know, who's going to be on the cover of the magazine? Will it be Shota Umino or Kairi? It's true. I'd vote for Kairi. Yeah, I would vote for yeah, Kairi but, too, but... Yeah, in Japanese magazine, you know, doing this, you know, two-day turnaround, you know, the match was held on Sunday. The magazine's coming out on Tuesday, you know, Tuesday morning. So we got to stay up all night and do this, right? And uh, it was still in the 90s, and it'll still be, you know, like a discussion. Well, Shota Umino, if, if Shota Umino was, you know, was a new champion, he looked like a new, new Tanahashi, right? And the new star is born. But uh, it's the first ever IWGP Women's title that Kyrie should be on cover. This is vice versa. But the, they did it so well that the that the Shota Umino's the first match back in three years that's already big enough and really established himself as main event person. He almost didn't have to win. The match was so good, right? Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, and you almost don't need two new champions. Well, no, Only one new champion for the night. I don't know that many people expected Shota Umino to beat, to beat Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay. Right, right, that too. But, yeah. I mean, he doesn't need to. He just needs to put in yeah. a star-making performance. Booking, it takes time to build the person, right? Yeah. But he worked like main event guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Will Ospreay came out with Hayabusa costume and Hayabusa mask. Right, we can talk about that. Yeah, and then there was a backstory on his, you know, Twitter that uh, he went to see uh, Hayabusa's daughter to be okay uh, that the, he would wear Hayabusa's mask and Hayabusa costume. And he went around and, you know, find the person who, that, uh, who made Hayabusa's mask. It had to be this person to be making Hayabusa mask, you know. And uh, he found the person and made Hayabusa mask exactly like Hayabusa mask, and he wore it. It's like, whoa, you know. That's like, uh, I wouldn't see any, I mean, bigger tribute, you know? Yeah. Who really likes Hayabusa, huh? Oh, who doesn't like Hayabusa? That was great. Um, yeah, but uh, Will Ospreay, you know, from from UK, and he must have been watching VHS tape back in, you know, late 90s into 2000. Yeah. When there was no, not exactly just internet streaming, you know, moving memes yet. Yeah, it would have been like and 10 or 12. Keywords, yeah, keywords for the, ma- the, the match. Um, they kept, you know, the, 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 using the word of the paradigm shift. Oh, wow. Uh, that's for Umino, right? Right. Yeah, so the, clearly, clearly, n- like the number one candidate to be your New Japan's number one star to be. It's really going to be fascinating because... Yeah. There's so much, so many young, talented guys in New Japan. It's like, who's going to be, like you said, the next, the next Tanahashi or, you know, what, it's not fair to say that, but you know, the next, the next number one guy. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of competition for that spot. Yeah, among this uh, within the company. Right. Yeah, yeah. But the Umino uh, is right up there, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So is Ren Narita. Yeah. Like, uh, but as uh, a reincarnation of you know Katsuyori Shibata a little bit, almost too much of it. But now you, you know you have you know Uemura and what's his name you know another guy the muscle guy. Right. I like LA, that, I like uh yeah. Oh, yeah, I li- I like him a lot. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah. you 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 I get, I'm I'm tired right now to myself. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I like him a lot. Your, I mean, today's three musketeer. Yeah. Be or the four big the big four. Yeah. Now they're very interesting. Yeah, so so the, the Shota Umino almost didn't have to win. It just established the fact he's right up there with Will Ospreay in the title match picture. Yeah. Yeah. 
and he leaves. Then uh, the, the place goes dark, and on the video screen, that Kenny Omega pops up, you know? And uh, establishing the fact that, uh, well, he didn't, he didn't think I you know, he wanted to come to New Japan, but the New Japan called me. I'm not interested. But after Kenny Omega left, they didn't have that, that many people, didn't hear the cheer, big cheer, and uh, everybody was Kenny Omega's copycat and all these things as a, whoa, establish him as a big heel. And that's momentary. It made Will Ospreay babyface baby for that you know, storyline. Yeah, that was odd to me. But here we are. It's a great promo. Mm -hmm. I like that Kenny did most of it in Japanese. Um, and yeah, the, half was a good Japanese, yeah. And then made reference to uh, Will Ospreay's friends who use their Google Translate. You know, who Google have, Translation? Yeah. That, was, that's, that was interesting, yeah. yeah. I speak the language you don't, right? And uh, Will Ospreay's mic was very interesting, too. It's short, but he's not a, like a promo guy, right? But the, the way I look at it, he left and I stayed. Just say hello, right? That's all you need. Yeah, yeah. It's like now all of a sudden, um, Kenny Omega against Will Ospreay will be a real big card for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, January 4th. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, everything's shifting towards January 4th, you know, Wrestle Kingdom. Only three matches announced, right? That uh, Okada against Jay White, IWGP World Heavyweight title. And then at the end of the night, the Kyrie defending IWGP women's title in the first title defense against Tam Nakano. Right? Now you have the, the Will Ospreay against Kenny Omega. That, these three matches will do it. That's big matches right there. Yeah, yeah. And WrestleMania, you know, this is all, it looks like all main event, but the, you, in, in people's head, if you have one or two matches that are important that you have to watch, you have to see, that's all it takes. I just hope so, that this IWGP Women's Championship gets yeah. a decent amount of time, good position on the card. It all, made, it all made sense, though, after all, because Kyrie is, of course, associated with Stardom, but the, not exactly in Stardom roster. You know, right. she will work, you know, Stardom, but she's more of an independent you know, I mean, individual superstar that she can go all over the world, especially hey. English-speaking places, U.S. and U.K. You know, you and I picked and Mayu Iwatani to win, but it could have gone either no, way. I thought, yeah, I thought this was was going to be Iwatani's vehicle. Maybe we'll just, that the re, rematch of Iwatani and Kairi will happen down the line, no? Yeah. But, uh, it was Kyrie's night to close the show, too. You know, after the show that uh, you have a mic, like, much like Okada does. Thank you, thank you people for coming in and do, you know, like, make a speech, right? Right. And it was Kyrie doing a speech. And he was like, this is New Japan ring, isn't it? When you talk about New Japan, it's Mr. Inoki, Inoki-san, isn't it? And then says, can I do that? Can I do that? And then people know what, what she's talking about. Can I do that? So sure enough, they did each ni san da to close the show. And Kyrie in the middle of the ring doing it. It's a very special moment. Which, of course, was Inoki's famous chant. Yeah, yeah. And each ni san da. And the, the Kyrie's speech was pretty good that they, this is wrestling and that they, the, 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 how, many, the, how many years we've been doing or your age or gender. Nothing matters. That we're all here. We love wrestling. Make wrestling big again. Wow, what a speech. And uh, putting life into this championship belt. And good life is, is born. And it's like, wow, it's a good speech. You know? I've seen really strong reaction to the show in the United States. Have you seen any reaction mm -hmm. from fans in Japan? Uh, from what I saw right after, I mean, it was also on Twitter and stuff. That, uh, yeah. yeah, people posted a lot of things, yeah. But it was a good show for me, so 
for me, it was like a very good show, so I know it, you know, and how how the internet, you know, world talk about is almost secondary to me. Yeah, it was a very feel good show, and yeah, I thought so. And it was important. It was a win win situation for all party involved. Yeah, and also some of the things, uh, the theme and storyline, were to be continued. You know, Umino Will Osprey match was great. But at, in, uh, after the match, the Kenny Omega's video letter, it, it was a big thing. And, uh, yeah, of course, Kyrie and Iwatani's title match was super big. Yeah. So, last two matches, title matches are very important. So, let me ask you a couple of questions. Champions. One champion that meant more. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Have you talked... Okay. You're, you're, we've talked about this. You're friends with Rossi Ogawa, kind of the creative yeah. behind. Oh, no. Did, oh, didn't, didn't have a chance. Didn't have a chance to talk to him. Right, but did you, did you talk to him about the show at all before the show? Like, how did he get together with um, Ghetto and did they plan out the show? Do you know how that worked? Yeah, yeah. I think women only match. Uh, was Stardom's call and New Japan match obviously New Japan's call, but for those inner intergender tag team match, they really have to work together. Yeah, but it was basically this combined show, you know, joint show. But it was New Japan ring and New Japan show, though. Do you expect to see more crossovers? I'd say, I'd say uh, so. I'd say Gedo. But the Gedo respects Rossi so much that uh, it's just, you know, not going to treat stardom or women's wrestling anything less. No, they didn't. No, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So it was good. Yeah, good, feel good show. And also for New Japan, uh, you know, loyal audience, New Japan world, I call it, like much like WWE Universe, that really, you know, gave them opportunity to watch stardom's superstar in front of them and they'll start coming to stardom shows and loyal fan base of stardom show they'll start attending new japan shows more so it, so it is win-win situation yes yeah i hope so more so than uh, i expect yeah i mean and it looks like a big big event yeah new arena ariake it's not Difa ariake it's not ariake Coliseum. It's uh, Ariake Arena, the, the new building they built for Tokyo Olympic. Right. And uh, I think this place is going to be a you know, good wrestling arena from, yeah, from this day forward. Any indication? I know we talked about it in the past. And it was still kind of vague as far as you knew. Yeah. The future of this IWGP yeah. Women's Championship. Um, any more indications on how often it's going to be defended and the types oh, of cards they, it's going to be defended on. really haven't because after the, the, the hint was there that uh, Utami, you know, uh, while Kairi was giving press conference after the match, that uh, Utami Hayashista walked in right into this press conference that Kairi was giving, that he challenged, she challenged Kairi for the single match. But didn't say title match. December 29th, that the Utami against Kairi single match, non-title will happen. But it's not a title defense. Because they already announced January 4th, King, Wrestle Kingdom, the Kairi's very first title defense against Tam Nakano. Right. But the Stardom's having December 29th at the Sumo Palace, their big show, that uh, it'll be, of course, Julia against Shuri, the main event. But the second match, you know, from top, We'll probably Utami against Kyrie single match. For people who don't know, Tam uh, Tam Nakano is the uh, sort of like the hardcore wrestler, the Terry Funk of stardom, kind of. I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, but it's like a really like uh, she's like a very feminine, feminine, no? Right, she's a pop idol, but she has these cage yeah. matches, exploding bat matches, all these crazy matches. Until she put her foot in the door. Yeah. She was like, she was told that she could not be a professional wrestler. So she did anything to become a professional wrestler. 
So I think that the deathmatch days are over with. I don't know. Then, how do I put this? But I mean, she still is. Her persona is that she's idle, but yeah, very tough. Type of wrestler, a type of person that she would do anything to get what she wants. Yes. It's a good yeah, way to put it. That kind, yeah. 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 It's different from Shuri or Julia or, you know, Maika or Kamitani or Utami. It's all different characters. Yeah. And Tom's, Tom is very popular, too. So this will be a good match, yeah, right? To a certain audience. Yeah, yeah. it'll be a good match for us. It's like a pro and, a pro and cons, too, that the, some, some, you know, male fans just don't give, you know, Tam Nakano enough credit. Because yeah. they, you know, a lot, a lot of the other, other fans feel that the Kapitani is better, the Shuri is better, the Julie is better than her. And it's, just, it's just different position that the, uh, Tam Nakano has her own little position in, in a company that the people support, you know, like a certain group of fans are, Hardcore Tam Nakano fan. Right. And she has her own Cosmic Angels faction. There's like six factions within Stardom. They all have like six wrestlers. Yeah. New Japan is a big roster, but Stardom is also a big roster now. Inflation is real. Hey, um, yeah, so. yeah. any more thoughts on the historic crossover? You think, will it be um, an Japan annual event? And Stardom established again that the New Japan and Stardom are number one, two number one companies in this country, far ahead of everybody else. That's true. Yeah. Will the crossover? Yeah. You think it'll be an annual event, or every so often? Uh, you know, I, I don't think they should do this often. You know, every time they do it, it has to be like this. So maybe once a year, or maybe twice at most a year. Yeah, keep it special. Yeah, I think so. But then again. Like uh, uh, shows like Wrestle Kingdom, IWGP Women's Champion will come in and defend her title at New Japan Show because it's IWGP title. Right. Yeah, yeah. And she'll... Stardom Show will have Stardom's you know own storyline in the world of Stardom and the wonder of Stardom that the red belt and red belt and white belt will be very special. Right, and, and maybe they are not gonna defend. Uh, they're not gonna do the IWGP Women's Title match in Stardom shows. I don't know. And it also could be, yeah, you know, if you it all started, New Japan comes to the United States, so. New Japan goes to Europe, Maybe. United States, yeah. wherever there's the expectation mm -hmm. that there's men and women wrestling on a card together. Yeah. yeah. That's where you probably more than likely see the women's champion. Yeah, and then Kairi would be your Japanese superstar to be traveling worldwide. So, good for her. Hey, yeah, uh, yeah. before we wrap up. That's her role. It looked like it was her night last night. How she'll yeah. be a great ambassador. With her insane elbow drop, signature elbow drop. Yeah. You know, executed perfectly. And the match was good. It was great. No, I mean, everybody delivered. Everybody was firing on on all cylinders. I thought last night. I thought it was. I thought it was great. I mean, definitely a memorable show. Yeah. Well, before yeah, we wrap so. up, yeah. we gotta ask the important question. What would that be? What are you doing for Thanksgiving? <laughs> I I've been looking for a, you know the, the, the very traditional, authentic turkey you know thanksgiving dinner and i i haven't found a good place and just hotels will give you you know thanksgiving dinner but it's like hotel restaurant it it doesn't look like your you know thank that the turkey white meat and red, you know the, the dark meat and stuffing and mushed potato and gravy all over it looks like hotel restaurant food and i uh, for for right now i made reservation at hadra cafe that's well, locked which is your old standby. Within the next two days or so, I'll go there. Or I can have Thanksgiving dinner all week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. <laughs> you know, just like, you know, you take leftover from home, you know, and then have turkey sandwich or stuffing sandwich all week. Well, I hope you oh, find I something good. You know, I, I almost like Thanksgiving better than Christmas. Well, it's your favorite. That's why I asked you. For those who don't know. Fumi loves uh, well, American I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving dinner, yeah. turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, beans, the cornbread, 
cranberry, just anything. Pumpkin pie. Oh, you have to have three or four pies. Pumpkin pie, the pecan pie, my favorite rhubarb pie, all these things. Yeah. It's one, really hard to find rhubarb pie here, though, in Japan. One of these years, uh, my wife and I, Carrie, will come on over. On the Thanksgiving table together. We'll oh, do that. Yes. We please. will definitely do that. That's a must. Either you come yeah, here, I'm, I'm, we'll I'm come there. All, 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 the whole weekend with you. <laughs> I love that. We'll do that. For sure, we'll do that. Yeah. All right. Hey, I just... That turkey has to come out of somebody, you know's oven at, from your at your kitchen, right. not a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I miss Thanksgiving. Yeah. I wish Thanksgiving thing was really big in Japan. It, it really isn't, though. You know, and Christmas comes. The New Year's holiday is the biggest deal in Japan. So it's all holiday season. The start right about you know right around now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, now, now you're making me miss Japan. All right. <laughs> okay. We'll, well, we'll, 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 we'll do that, you know. And, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, the Pacific Rim is great that uh, uh, we talk about wrestling and we talk about Thanksgiving. We talk about holidays coming up. And, uh, yeah, it's a great time of year. What more could you want? It wasn't, I mean, COVID is, is still around. You know? Yeah, you got to be careful. But it's still the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, God, yes. And thank God, you know, uh, life's great, right? It is great. You've mm-hmm. got a big year coming up, so. so. It was like a good, was like, I, I had different feeling before the match, you know, how they're going to handle this in IWGP. I, I was one of those pe- people saying that the IWGP is New Japan Antonio Inoki concept. You know, it doesn't really fit with the women's wrestling. And, you know, are they going to you know, place IWGP women's title above Red Belt? What are they going to do? And I had more questions. But questions were somewhat answered last night. Kyrie holding the new uh, IWGP women's title, that goes to the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it was great. A great show. Yeah, Kyrie will be your traveling world champion. I think she's a great pick. You couldn't have gone wrong with either with either woman. They both... Would yeah, have been great. Will make good champion. Yeah, but the Kyrie was great choice. You know? Yeah, no, they're both great choices. You. Yeah. It was a win-win. Kyrie looks like a big superstar in there. Yeah. In that ring. And it helps Kyrie to beat someone of the caliber of Mayu Iwatani. Mm-hmm. Right. If you beat nobody, you're nobody. If you beat somebody, you're somebody, and uh, they're both superstars. Yeah, I mean, they beat the icon of stardom. Um, you know, Kyrie yeah. beat Mayu in, to win the title. That's, that's a, two big yeah, feathers. They in have a great backstory, too, because they, you know, they practice and worked out together back in the day, 11, you know, 10, 11 years ago, uh, you know, when, when both were young. And they didn't cross paths for five, six years. And just like, you know, good to see you again. You know, and they really respected each other in that ring. They showed it. You know, you know um, one more thing before you go. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the AW pay-per-view yet, but uh, Jamie Hayter beat Tony Storm for Tony the Storm. AW. I only saw the clip of it. I-, I like to watch it. I'll probably find it, yeah. Either way, I mean, I remember watching video of those women before they went through stardom and after they went through stardom. And yeah. not that they weren't good, but... They were, yeah. You know, that system really helps build wrestlers. And Tony Stone, you could see from mile, you know, oh, yeah. far, from far away that there's a superstar written all over her. Yep. Absolutely. It's another thing that the WWE is, is very different. WWE grew and produced and grow their own type of su- superstar. That the Tony Storm didn't happen to be the, the WWE fit. You know what I'm saying? Right, it wasn't their product. But she can be yeah, much better, much bigger stuff with elsewhere, sort of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How a beautiful, talented, young, blonde woman doesn't make it in WWE, I have no idea. But it happened. And well, she's on to greener pastures. Try to destroy her pride, sort of. Yeah, it's just, it's know, a better fit now. food all over her face, you know, face yeah. and, uh, but then again, there's too many established superstars within WWE. It's always that the machine called 
WWE. Yeah, the pecking order. Or you don't. Yeah. You see, I always bring up a person like uh, Ricochet. You know, he choose to go to WWE, right? And he, he could be kind of like Will Ospreay if he stayed with New Japan. You know what I'm saying? It's all different kind of thing. Right. I hope he's making enough money. Jay, Jay White, you know, today uh, signed with WWE. They might put him in the NXT. You know what I'm saying? Right, who knows? Yeah, and what was interesting, one more point, is that not one mention of Jay White during the show last night. Oh, that is interesting. You know, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, not, not once. But he's the IWGP world champion, current world champion, but it was like, uh, if he wasn't mentioned, nobody thought about it. And uh, it was Umino and Will Ospreay night. It was Kyrie and, and, uh, and, and, and Mayu Yashita's night and intergender attack team matches were all great. And great Muta's last, you know, final New Japan match with like a bonus truck and he's like, wow, it's just like you gave everything. And uh, there was, wasn't place for like a current champion, Jay White. Well, Jay White, a lot of the whole year. Kazushika Okada was put in a six-man tag team situation, too. So it was a different kind of show. Yeah. A lot of the whole year has been booked around Jay White. His match is already set. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Fumi, I well, can... Interesting, though. Not one mention during the show. That's a really good analysis. That's a really good point. Hmm. Yeah. We'll see what happens. As always. Well, look, where can people follow you on social? Oh, on t uh, at Twitter, at Fumihiko Dayo, F-U-M-I-H-I-K-O-D-A-Y-O, Fumihiko Dayo on Twitter, or just Fumi Saito on Facebook. Please message me first, Ofendia. And you can uh, follow me on Twitter at uh, Jim Valley. Until next time. So long from Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs>